अच्छा जी चलो ठीक है अच्छा जी वेलकम ऑल हैवरीबडी शनाज कैन वी हेयर यू शनाज वजीर अली आई यू देर जी जरा चेक कर लें कैन बी हर्ड मंसूर साहब कैन यू हेयर मी जी आई कैन हेयर यू आई कैन हेयर यू वेल ओके ओके फोक्स Welcome to the PID Roundtable on Education. We thought we'd take the initiative and try and figure out education. This is a subject that is of deep concern to the whole of Pakistan, including every political party, and especially our current finance minister. Sorry, our current prime minister, who has uh, quite vocally advocated education for all. for the last 20 years and is now trying to do something about it i hope the correct things but we are trying basically to figure out what education is what is wrong with us and we have tried to assemble a very good team and see how we can work this out the education paradigm so bit of housekeeping first please mute your mics let the speakers speak and try and be as short as possible we've got a very good round table we've got almost all the experts that i can think of if we missed out anybody it's my fault i apologize for it but let's try and make let everybody have a chance to speak uh so we've got five round tables as you can see on this chart right but first let's go back uh, um mansoor sir let's go back uh, i want you to make sure that you remember this cartoon we use this before every webinar not every but a few because i want you to realize what this cartoon is saying it was through some newspaper i forget now which one that the imf big fat daddy and i used to be in the imf so i do my own confession is holding the uh, strings and uh, pakistan is running with loans dangling in front over a very rough terrain so please remember that mansoor sahab go forward acha <coughs> ji our round table will go for <coughs> five days the education paradigm in pakistan is what we are talking about today tomorrow we'll talk about the role of government day after tomorrow public private partnerships then we'll talk about technology because technology is really taking off and then we'll talk about the unified curriculum our partners are <clears throat> we've got the balochistan institute of development with us and we've got uh, shafkat mahmood and the uh, ministry has kindly consented to be also our partners so i think we are very very glad we want to partner with everybody so we are happy to have a balochistan partner as well as the ministry which is absolutely wonderful partnership means nothing but it means collaboration and that's what we want to do we want to collaborate with people and it's very important go ahead ji next slide next slide now here you can see we've got a number of people we got everybody when ek minute piche when we got everybody with us um i won't read all the names because there are too many to read we have got a few people who are saying to lead the discussion they volunteered it doesn't mean anything anybody can lead anybody can speak so it doesn't mean i would ask all the speakers to be short and crisp because we really want to get everybody in next slide ji shafkat could I make it the minister could make it so minister sent a message chalaiye ji Pakistan Institute of Development Economics is is holding a week long discussion on education 
and I think this is a very important gathering because nothing is more important than education. We keep saying that, but we seldom uh, follow it up. And the, now the time has come because this government is taking some special initiatives on education. We are trying to reduce the disparity between the class-based education through the introduction of a single national curriculum, which is uh, an important initiative to reduce disparities and to somehow try and level the playing field for everybody. But then there are a large number of other issues. An outstanding response of our government has been on uh, online education and teleschool during the times of COVID. There are very few countries who have reacted to COVID and managed education in this period as well as this government has done. But there is more to be done and more to be discussed. Uh, similarly, higher education, issues of quality are very, very important. We keep making universities, but the quality is not what it should be. So we need to look at that. We need to look at uh, the role of education, role of government in education as a whole, uh, which is a very important role. But how do we take it forward? And particularly in times of COVID, what we have to see is how can we use technology in the future to make uh, great further progresses in education? How can we uh, make sure that distance learning becomes a part of our uh, learning uh, methodology? So all of these are different issues and they require a lot of discussion. So I congratulate Dr. Dimulak and Baid for holding a week-long discussion on different issues related to education. I'll be closely following it and I hope to participate at least in one of the, uh, one of the sessions on Sunday. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. The minister uh, said he couldn't make it and he sent us this message. So ladies and gentlemen, um, it will be wonderful to have a very good dialogue in this. I also want you to see this because I use it again in many seminars. We must understand that we've been in a fund program for a long time. And this is something that we really must understand. Why are we in a fund program continuously? It shows a deep policy problem. Next slide. Next slide. Achadi. Yeah, this chart again is worth seeing because we use it again every time. A long-term growth is declining and perhaps education is the answer. I'm not saying it is, but it could be the answer. Next slide. Uh, our investment rate also is the lowest in the world. And this too could be related, but it's something, these are things that we want you to bear in mind. Next slide. <clears throat> We have seen, we've done a number of webinars, we do them regularly, and we have seen these are the things that we've learned over the over a few years, and I think you'll see that this is probably true in education too. One of the problems that everybody in every sector, in every area, in every industry, agriculture, industry, services, everywhere points out that policy inconsistency and poorest policy development are a big problem. Our tax policy is a big problem. We've got huge problems in transactions cost, marketing, energy, and governance is a big problem. We don't have good cities. So there's a number of issues that we've discovered and we should keep in front of us. Next slide. Okay, this cartoon is worth seeing too. This is from 1950. In 1950, they had talked about our aid dependence through this cartoon. This is from Pakistan Times in 1950. 
So ladies and gentlemen, please remember, we have been independent for more than 70 years, and this is worth bearing in mind. Next slide, please. It is not that we are short of policies. We are totally, um, we have had a number of policies. This is the number of education policies I've been able to find, and there might have been more. So we have a number of education policies that we are not short of, but we keep making policies. So the question is, maybe these policies are not good, or maybe these policies are very good, or maybe we have been able to deliver. That I leave to you, but I thought it was worth putting that in front of you. Next slide. All the policies have had the same goals, character building, learning, meeting learning needs, nationhood, right to education, quality of education. These are standard uh, slides that I picked up from people who introduced the uh, harmonization of curriculum. So this is an old goal that we've always had for a long time. Next slide. One thing that is also very clear from the economic points of view, our returns to education, whether primary or higher or whatever, are the lowest in the world. Oh, well, very low, low compared to others. Primary education is much lower and some studies have even been found to be negative. Female returns to female education are somewhat better than male education, but there are low returns everywhere. So the question is, is it a labor market problem or is it an education design problem? And I'll leave that to you to answer. And are we prescribing the right thing or the wrong thing? So this is the question that I leave to you. Next slide, G. So the question that I'll pose to you, which I posed before as well, is education from my point of view as an economist, education without opportunity is useless. Might as well not educate kids. It may please us, uh, the rich people to give them education, but honestly, if it doesn't help them, it's no use giving them education. So I think that's a big important point. Do we have education for the poor or do we have education only to satisfy ourselves? So we have to be very careful of that. Education is an investment good. It is something that people use for social mobility, not for nationalism and good citizenship. There is a cost, both opportunity and financial. And my, fa my, my favorite phrase is, if they are educated, they belong to belong, they deserve to belong to my club. Merit is important. Without merit, why should people get educated? I remember a driver telling me, you want educated drivers, and I don't want to educate my kid to give you an educated driver. Next slide. Now we've got a few. Now, I don't mean to say that being wrong is the same thing as being creative. What we do know is, if you're not prepared to be wrong, you will never come up with anything original. If you're not prepared to be wrong. And by the time they get to be adults, most kids have lost that capacity. Uh, they have become frightened of being wrong. And we run our companies this, by the way. We stigmatize mistakes. And we're now running national education systems where mistakes are the worst thing you can make. And the result is that we are educating people out of their creative capacities. Picasso once said this, he said that all children are born artists. The problem is to remain an artist as we grow up. I believe this passionately, that we don't grow into creativity, we grow out of it. Or rather, we get educated out of it. When I was their age, I did not love high school. Not because I struggled academically or socially, I, I was fine. I didn't love high school because at the time, I found it to be pointless. I didn't get it, I didn't understand the value of it. And every time I'd sit down to read another chapter of Wuthering Heights, 
I would think, why? Dear God, why? There is wonderful work happening in this country. Um, but I have to say, it's happening in spite of the dominant culture of education, not because of it. It's like people are sailing into a headwind all the time. Um, the, the reason I think is this, that many of the current policies are based on mechanistic conceptions of education. It's like education is an industrial process that can be improved just by having better. Achaji, now these are the questions. We've been trying to focus on education as citizenship, as ideology for the last 70 years. People want opportunity and mobility. Students pay for education, whether it's free or not. They pay through their hard work and through their opportunity cost, which is the time they devote to it. So it is a big cost to them. They drop out, they vote with their feet. They don't think that this education is what they need. We call them irrational and we are measuring the dropout rate, but I think it's very rational behavior on their part, at least economists think that. Next slide. So the question is, as Ken Robinson said, can we get kids to learn through exploration and learning or should we tell them what to learn? Must we have structured education where everybody turns up five days in a week? I remember in Norway, during the war or after the war, they had two days a week education and they did fine. Should we have more flexibility in learning? Should we focus on teachers, teacher training projects? I've heard of teacher training projects since I was in school and I've heard of teachers since I was in school. Question is, are we measuring the right thing? Are we measuring the right thing as we measure in all these ratings or should we measure something else? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will open up the discussion to our experts after this. I don't have anything to say or the idea is nothing to say. We'll address the experts. So we'll ask Shanaz Wazir Ali to start, um, um, you know, lead the discussion. And then we'll move on to Mrs. Neelam Hussain. And after that, we'll open that up to round table. Shanaz, please. The floor is yours. Thank you very much, Nadeem. Um, you know, an education sector discussion is really a very, very complex arrangement of ideas, concepts, aspirations, and ground realities. Um, to reform education, uh, one of the biggest obstacles, of course, has always been uh, that we don't recognize the multiplicity of realities on the ground. When we attempt to reform education or try to redesign it, refocus it and maybe even redefine it like you have done. What is the purpose of it? Why should we have education in the way that we have it? Should there, should there be this sort of rigidity about classrooms and timetables and academic years, etc.? The fact is uh, that it's all very good to talk about a lot of abstractions, but in Pakistan, we need to be very closely connected with what is the status of education today? What is the ground reality? The ground reality is extremely disturbing, as we know. And the ground reality tells us that the public sector system, which does not come up to expectation on any of the indicators, I won't go into that in detail. Uh, the public sector education is actually arranged according to what might be a, a convenient management model. It is not an education design. So having X number of teachers and X number of schools three kilometers away from a village, X 
number of hours in school, defined and prescribed textbooks, et cetera, with no flexibility. This is really a management model. And, and this is the difficulty I think that one has with it uh, and has had for decades. Can there be an arrangement where you localize education and you actually then make that compromise and say that we are not going to overburden the education content with national ideology, with heavy religious content, with heavy ideological uh, indoctrination, but we are really going down to what a child needs to learn and how best he or she learns it and allow those decisions actually to be much closer to the school and localize it. I'll just stop there. I think there are many, many issues, but to my mind, it's not so much a financing issue. It's a strategic approach to this entire experience of education. And uh, is there a way in Pakistan uh, that we can move away from a one prescriptive model to allow different types of experiences to take place? I know this violates the concept of you know, equity for all, equality for all, and I definitely want to underscore the fact that when we do talk about equity and equal opportunity for all, we are not necessarily talking about uniformity. So opportunity should be provided, but I don't think you can measure equality and equity and through opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Shanaz. I'll, I'll call Kurtulan Bakhtiari from the Balochistan Institute, our partner. Kurtulan, can you please take the floor next? Hello? Ji, can you hear ji. me? We can hear you. Salaamu alaikum. Bahut shukriya, Pike, is mauke ka. Bahut important topic hai, aur bahut ahem bhi hai. Main apne aap ko hargis kusi kusim ka expert nahi dekhti hoon, balke musalsal ek aise amal mein apne aap ko paati hoon, ke re-educate ho rahi hoon. Aur musalsal ek... Hello? Go ahead, go ahead. Yes. We can hear you. Yes, I am in a way that the one who has understood me that education is not static, one-time, evolving, dynamic. And there is a question every time, whether education means or end, or both. This is very research-based analysis ki karne chahiye ke humara jo national mindset hai wo hum education ko koi ek magic wand ki tarah se dekhte hain ke sab cheez ka hal nikal aayega isse ya education bazate khud ek rasta hai ye hume educational processes ko hume define karna zaruri padega ye mujhe samajh mein aaya kaise samajh mein aaya mein mere सब ये पीएचडी और सब कुछ करने के बाद मैं जब लुस्टान गई तो मैं जब वहाँ पे लड़कियों के स्कूल बना रही थी और कोई हमने तो 2200 लड़कियों के स्कूल बनाए गवर्नमेंट के साथ मिलके और तीन लाख से करीब लड़कियाँ इसमें इनरोल हो गईं तो एक गांव के अंदर एक एक औरत जो अपने बच्चों को स्कूल में नहीं उसने फिर बड़ी मुश्किल से अपने बच्चों को दो को दाखल किया हम छह महीने बाद जब जाते हैं उस स्कूल में दोबारा से तो वो बहुत नाराज होके आ रही है पश्तू में गुस्सा कर रही है और कुछ बोल रही है तो मैंने टीचर से पूछा इंटरप्रेट करवाया 
कहने ये बहुत नाराज है आपके स्कूल से हाँ क्यों नाराज है तो उस औरत ने अनपढ़ औरत जो कभी किसी हमारे इंस्टीट्यूशन में नहीं गई थी उसका चार बच्चों को अकेले पाल रही थी शोहर मार दिया गया था खेती बाड़ी में वो मजदूरी में काम करती थी उसने कहा मैं मेरे पास जब खाना नहीं होता तो मेरा बच्चा जब कहीं से खाना लाता था तुम्हारे स्कूल जाने से पहले तो वो वो भूखा होता था मगर वो एक रोटी जब तक लाके चार टुकड़े करके बांट के नहीं खाता था वो अपने पास रोटी रखे रहता था तुम्हारे स्कूल से बच्चा मेरे अभी आया है तीन चार दिन पहले और एक बच्चे के हाथ पे टीचर ने स्टार दिया हुआ था और एक मेरे दूसरे बच्चे को पास नहीं था तो तुम मेरा जो स्टार जिसको मिला हुआ था बच्चा वो इतना खुश था और इतना प्राउड फील कर रहा था और मेरा जो दूसरा जो छोटा दूसरा बच्चा था वो उस वक्त बहुत उदास था मैं मुझे तुम्हारा स्कूल पसंद नहीं आया क्योंकि तुम्हारा स्कूल सिखा रहा है मेरे एक बच्चे को कामयाबी में खुश होना और उसको ये पता ही लग रहा है कि उसका छोटा दूसरा भाई या बहन जो है वो उदास है और ये तुम्हारा स्कूल मेरे बच्चों को अलग अलग कर देगा जो जब उसको अपने भाई या बहन की उदासी नहीं नजर आ रही इस कामयाबी के अंदर तो ये बहुत खतरनाक है ये उसने मुझे बताया कि तुम स्कूल नहीं है तुम एक कंपटीशन को जन्म दे रहे हो जो इंसानों को बच्चों को डिवाइड करती है और किसी भी किस्म के डिवीजन में बायसेस में ऊंच नीच में आ, मैं ज्यादा तुम कम में इसके अंदर लर्निंग कैसे हो सकती है इसके अंदर नॉलेज बेस कैसे क्रिएट हो सकती है तो मेरे ख्याल में मुझे क्योंकि मेरे पास टाइम कम है मैं ज्यादा नहीं बात करूंगी जो ऐसे बहुत सारे मैंने जमीनी एग्जाम्पल्स अपने पिछले तीस तीस पैंतीस साल की पेशराना जिंदगी में लोगों के साथ अक्रॉस पाकिस्तान मैंने सीखे हैं और समझे हैं तो मुझे ये समझ में आता है कि जो सेंटर है वो इंसान होना चाहिए इंसान जो है वो खुद बजाते खुद मुकम्मल है वो उसके पास सारी चीजें हैं उसका ताल्लुक यूनिवर्स से यूनिवर्स यहाँ पे मैं ये कहती हूँ कि यूनिवर्स मींस सोशल इकोनॉमिकल इसको हम डिफाइन भी कर सकती हूँ कर सकते हैं अपने डिस्कशन में आगे उसका ताल्लुक और एंगेजमेंट यूनिवर्स से होना चाहिए जिसकी बेसिस एनालिसिस पे होनी चाहिए जिसकी बेसिस जो है वो एनालिटिकल हो इस तरह से एनालिटिकल हो कि नॉलेज क्रिएट हो मुझे मैं समझती हूँ कि नॉलेज क्रिएट होना is the process of education to create knowledge ek bachcha knowledge kaise create kare ek insaan khud knowledge kaise create kare aur har insaan knowledge create kar sakta hai ye cheez idaron ke liye nahi hai ye sirf experts ke liye nahi hai ye sirf hum jaise education ke jo jo qualified samjhe jate hain unke liye nahi hai har insaan kar sakta hai ye space hum kis tarah se har insaan ko muhaiya kare और इंसान जो है जो इन इदारे हैं जो इंस्टीट्यूशन हैं वो इंसान के लिए होने चाहिए ना कि इंसान उन इदारों को चलाने के लिए हो और उन और जितने ज्यादा बच्चे आते हैं जितने यूनिवर्सिटी में ज्यादा स्टूडेंट्स हैं वो 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 कामयाब है इदारा और चाहे किसी तो इदारों को प्रोटेक्ट करते हैं जब आप इदारों को प्रोटेक्ट करते हैं तो उसके अंदर जो भी कुछ हो रहा है उसको प्रोटेक्ट करते हैं इंसान कहीं पीछे रह जाता है और और जो फर्द है वो वो सामने उसकी विजडम 
उसकी आइडेंटिटी उसका जो अंदर से जो उसके अंदर एक इंटेलेक्चुअल वाइब्रेंसी है वो स्ट्रक्चर्स उनको दबा देता है अपने आप को साबित करने के लिए क्योंकि कहीं से एक आइडियोलॉजी होती है जिसके पीछे आपको सबको लगाया जाता है वो उस फर्श की आइडियोलॉजी नहीं बनती है अगर हम फर्श से शुरू करते हैं तो वो सोसाइटी की आइडेंटिटी बनती है सोसाइटी से फिर वो आपकी नेशन की और स्टेट की और और दुनिया की ग्लोबल उसमें आइडेंटिटी में जाती है हमें ये इकाई से शुरू करना होगा और बेतहाशा एग्जांपल्स हैं मेरे पास इसके जो हमने इंस्टीट्यूट फॉर डेवलपमेंट स्टडीज एंड प्रैक्टिस बनाया है बलोचस्तान में बलोचस्तान के यंग लोगों ने बनाया है मैं तो मैं सिर्फ मैं कराची से गई हूँ सारे सारे इदारे को वहां के बच्चों ने बनाया है और कमाल का बनाया है इसके अंदर इस कदर एक्सपीरियंशियल लर्निंग्स उन्होंने की हैं इतनी ज्यादा आउट ऑफ द बॉक्स उन्होंने आइडियाज को अपने इंप्लीमेंट किया है बिकॉज वी गिव इम्पोर्टेंस टू द इंडिविजुअल क्योंकि इंसान इंडिविजुअल फोकस है और बाकी सारी चीजें उसके अराउंड है क्योंकि यूनिवर्स जो है वो इंसान के के चारों तरफ है और इंसान उसमें सेंट्रल है हमें एजुकेशन सिस्टम्स के अंदर इंसान को सेंट्रल रखना पड़ेगा इंडिविजुअल को सेंट्रल रखना पड़ेगा उसकी पेस को डिटरमिन करना पड़ेगा उसकी लर्निंग स्पीड को डिटरमिन करने पड़ेगा वन शू फिट ऑल से निकलना होगा ये सारे फिनोमिना ये सारे स्ट्रक्चर जो है अब पूरी दुनिया के अंदर एजुकेशन के अंदर ये चैलेंज हो गए हैं और मुझे बहुत खुशी है कि इसके अंदर रेफरेंस दिया गया है फिनलैंड का श्योर एब्सोलूटली आउट ऑफ द बॉक्स वो नेशन जो हमें डिक्टेट कर रही थी जिनको हम फॉलो कर करके और हम समझते थे कि हम अगर अगर फला यूनिवर्सिटी में पीएचडी है और फला जगह का सर्टिफिकेट मिल जाता है तो हमारी जिंदगी बन जाती है बिल्कुल नहीं जिंदगी बनी शायद हमारी खुद की बन गई हो लेकिन हमने अपने मुल्क की नहीं बना पाए हमने अपने लोगों लोगों से नहीं जुड़े हमने अपने हमें सिखाया नहीं हमने नहीं सीखा कि हम पाकिस्तान के अंदर की खूबियां ताकतें कैसे निकालें हम सिर्फ हम सिर्फ बहुत सारे खराबियां बहुत अच्छी तरह से निकालते हैं मगर मुझे जो नजर आता है पाकिस्तान में सिर्फ एक सूबे में छह जबाने नौ डायलैक्ट्स कुछ पूरे पूरे पाकिस्तान में क्यों हम इस जबानों की कदर नहीं करते हमारी एजुकेशन बल्कि एक जबान सब लोग एक जबान वाई डाइवर्सिटी ऑफ लैंग्वेजेस इज एसेट फॉर एजुकेशन ईच लैंग्वेज क्रिएट्स गिव्स अ कल्चर अ कल्चर इज द बेसिस ऑफ एजुकेशन क्योंकि वो सदियों में आया है सदियों की नॉलेज से बना है तो ये चीजें हमें रिकग्नाइज हमारे एजुकेशन सिस्टम के अंदर हम कैसे लाए अनलेस हम उस फर्द को लेके आए सामने जिस जो आया है जो चाहता है जो कर जो जिसके अंदर पहले से हमारी यकीन हो कि हाँ इसके अंदर इसके अंदर कुदरत ने इसके अंदर सलाहियतें वो सब डाली हुई हैं हमारा काम यह है कि इसको एनालिटिकल स्किल्स कैसे दें इसको तजिया करना कैसे सिखाएं इसको सही और, और गलत का रिसर्च बेस एक तहकीकाना सोच के जरिए अपने आप को ऊपर और नीचे ले जाने की इंडिकेटर्स कैसे बनाए सिर्फ पैसे सिर्फ स्टेटस सिर्फ सिर्फ एक इंडिकेटर होगा खाली कि किस तरह से किस तरह से आपकी इंडस्ट्रीज और जो भी इकोनॉमिक इंडिकेटर्स हैं इकोनॉमिक इंडिकेटर्स भी तो हमने नहीं बनाए हैं इकोनॉमिक इकोनॉमी को भी तो हमने अभी 
सर कह रहे थे आईएमएफ का आईएमएफ वर्ल्ड बैंक इन लोगों ने इकोनॉमिक इंडिकेटर्स डिफाइन किए हमने तो नहीं डिफाइन किए हमारे इंडिकेटर्स तो नहीं है हमें अपने अपने लोगों को पहले समझना होगा अपने जमीन को समझना होगा अपने रिसोर्सेस को समझना होगा अपने बच्चों को समझना होगा और उसके ऊपर हमें बिल्ड करना होगा उनके हिसाब से और उनके हमें ट्रस्ट करना होगा कि एक गार्बेज कलेक्टर बच्चा जो है क्या विजडम है उसके पास क्या नॉलेज है उसके पास लेट अस सिट विद रियल पीपल एंड दे रियली विल हेल्प अस के एजुकेशन क्या होनी चाहिए और कैसे होनी चाहिए आई एम सॉरी थोड़ा सा लंबा हो गया बहुत माजरत से लेकिन Thank you very much. Inshallah, you'll get a chance. Very good, uh, very good ideas, Ji. I fully endorse what you're saying. It, it, education must be experiential, must be critical, and that's why we put in Ken Robinson up front. So, Neela Mohsen Sahib, you must tell me. You are well-known educationist. Mashallah, you have devoted your um, lifetime teaching in Trinity College and doing many things. Neela Bibi, please tell me. I mean, how do we square the circle? We are offering education. to kids but they don't want it the dim you'll have to speak louder i can't hear your question my question was gk we are offering kids something that they don't want what do we mean by education jo sari abhi sawal kiye hain what what is your take on that bataiye my take on education would be a form of learning which is inculcates in the child a curiosity a joy for learning a sense of wonder which taps her or his creative potential which makes learning an adventure leading to cognitive growth which is linked to that moving on to uh, uh, building a knowledge base moving on to developing problem solving skills moving on to learning social responsibility relationships so on and so forth now a lot of talk today so far has been about what we desire or what we see education as being i'm going to be a little more concrete i'm going to look at i've been doing a fairly close reading of the single national curriculum and i'll just look at its four or five main areas briefly to see i mean it will be open ended it is for you to decide whether the snc offers will deliver what it offers to deliver in its preface and in initial in the main body of the text also it foregrounds child centered learning it talks of creating a conducive environment a safe environment jahan bachcha sawal puchhega jawab dega galtiyan karega khel kood se sikhega and so on and so forth and it sounds very wonderful then i go on to place it against the pedagogy i mean obviously it entails a, a pedagogical shift from the rote learning book based examination system jo ke aaj tak hum pe haavi hai aur jisme na bachcha kuch seekhta hai na samajhta hai wo ratta maar ke pass ho jata hai wo university tak pahunch jata hai and i know when graduates and post graduates come to me they have a very poor very poor language skills and they therefore very poor comprehension skills or logical skills so the cnsc promises to change that 
But uh, when you set the C and SC side by side with the with the course content, with the yeah, word hey, the outputs, uh, problem it's a, I mean, the kind of learning it is expounding demands participatory learning skills in teachers. It demands mother tongue learning because a child who comes with a vocabulary of 200 words in her or his mother tongue, when जबान मुसल्लत हो जिसे वो जानता नहीं है तो वो अंधा और गूंगा और बहरा हो जाता है अंधा शायद ना होता गूंगा बहरा तो हो जाता है और परेशान हो जाता है एंड दैट इज द फर्स्ट ब्लो दैट इज स्ट्रक एट लर्निंग एंड एजुकेशन एंड इट्स जॉय दैट प्रोसेस कंटिन्यूज बिकॉज़ आवर टीचर्स आर पार्ट ऑफ द सेम सिस्टम दे हैव लिमिटेड नॉलेज बिकॉज़ ऑफ दैट सेम सिस्टम और वो वो रिपीट करते हैं वो ही वो रट के ulta ugal deta hai imtihan ke parche mein usi pe usse number milte hain as a teacher i know those of my students who did go in for independent thinking or writing were the ones who got lower marks i still remember a student who was penalized for citing edward said because obviously the examiner hadn't read him or it wasn't in the set guidebook so what happens then there is a lack of sync between the aspiration or the goal and the pedagogy we don't have the teachers there is no provision for teachers agar ye 2021 march mein ye shuru ho raha hai system to utni der mein aap hazaron lakhon ustadon ko nahi train kar sakte into participatory learning aur wo kaisi learning hogi because in one of our workshops where we were dealing with uh, with teachers Bloom's taxonomy ki baat hui, and they said they hadn't heard of it. Then when we started talking about it, he said, "What happened? So he said, 'You didn't tell me. It is so bad. Class, it's see, Madam Gitmit karke tour gaya, di samajaya, di na aite asi ki karke. So agar us type ki training honi hai, capacity building honi hai, to ye nahi chalega. Ek to ye hai. Dusra jo CNSC ka ek proposal hai to in in its attempt to bring all education systems ostensibly into the same stream is to uh, i mean a an increased burden on quranic learning and religious learning islamiyat although it talks about religious learning for all for all uh, communities but focus islam pe hai dusron ke liye provision nahi hai usme uske liye ye madrason se kari ek ek kari aur ek ek hafiz har school mein induct honge from public sector to public low income pub, uh, uh, private sector to the elite private sector schools unki rozi roti lag jayegi very commendable nilam the national But, curriculum we are going to discuss national curriculum yeah. we are going to discuss on 23rd aaj concept of education pe zara gaur kare aur ek cheez hai national curriculum to apni jagah hai par hum 70 saal se fail kyu kar rahe hain सत्तर साल से नदीम हम इसलिए फेल कर रहे हैं क्योंकि हमारा तालीम का एजेंडा है टू क्रिएट एंड प्रमोट अ सिंगुलर नेशनलिस्टिक रिलीजन बेस्ड आइडेंटिटी व्हिच इज लिमिटेड आई मीन पेट्रिटिज्म नेशनलिज्म कैन बी अमंग द आउटकम्स ऑफ एजुकेशन दे आर नॉट द सोल प्रेमिस ऑफ एजुकेशन दे शुड नॉट बी 
बिकॉज हमने इतना महदूद दायरा किया है इस तालीम का कि वो बच्चे उसमें फंस जाते हैं हम हिस्ट्री हमारी अगर आप किताबें देखें तो वही और खासतौर से ज्या के बाद वही हमारे मजहबी आइकॉन्स हैं वही हमारे पोलिटिकल आइकॉन्स हैं वही हम लैंग्वेज रीडर में पढ़ते हैं वही हम इस्लामियात में पढ़ते हैं जहाँ तक रिलीजियस फिगर्स आर कंसर्न वही हम सोशल साइंसिस में पढ़ते हैं देर इज नो बिल्डिंग ऑफ अ नॉलेज बेस विच इज रेलिवेंट टू टूडेज नीड्स then the textbooks are very poorly produced they are unimaginative they are dull they are ungrammatical so the ch- and they are not commensurate with the child's age group for the most part so there is a death to intellectual curiosity and the sense of wonder that we all feel education should should uh, inculcate in a child or awaken in a child so ये एक लिमिटेशन है फिर वो आपका इम्तहान आ जाता है आप रट्टा मार के इम्तहान करते हैं बच्चे कुछ नहीं समझते तो कोई रिजल्ट्स तो होंगे कोई रिजल्ट्स होंगे उनका ये नतीजा है कि हमारी बहुत नैरो प्रेमिस है वी नीड अ मल्टी एक्सियल होलिस्टिक अप्रोच टू टू लर्निंग विच द सी एन एस टॉक्स अबाउट बट डज नॉट देन लिंक अप टू इम्प्लीमेंटेशन इनफैक्ट इट्स आई एम नॉट गोइंग ऑन टू दी एन एस don't don't worry but then our education is has a huge gender bias isme bahut koshish hui sure bhi hua 2006 ke baad koi attempt bhi hue wo kya attempt the they were cosmetical and they lacked understanding bhai aapne pehle auton ki tasveerein nahi hoti thi ab aap gine और ये एक मीटिंग टेक्स्ट बुक बोर्ड के साथ मीटिंग थी जिसमें देवर जजिंग बुक्स के इसमें कितनी औरतें हैं तस्वीरों में फिर वो कौन से पेशों में आती हैं सो अगेन देर इज अस यूजली द वुमन इज एब्सेंट और साइलेंट ग्रामर बुक्स द बायस इज बिल्ट इन टू द टेक्स्ट आमनाज डॉल अली स्कूल सो अगेन द डिविजन कम्स द स्टेरियो टाइप्स अपॉन we have to make a break with those stereotypes we have to create books which are imaginative interesting and which are then knowledge based also we need to tap resources of storytelling storytelling is a wonderful means of engaging a child especially a, a preschooler or a, an earlier uh, in a primary school student because kahaniyon se wo seekhta hai conversation se seekhta hai one of the things we did in one of the in this project we were working with on teachers education we encourage them to have conversation classes with kids usme wo aake batate the aaj humne raste mein kya dekha aaj hamare ghar mein kal kya hua jab hum ghar gaye unki narrative skill bhi ban rahi thi unka confidence bhi ban raha tha but mind you it was in the mother tongue it was not in urdu it was not in english aur english to ustadon ne kaha tha sanu aap nahi aandi pehle sikhao the aise padhaiye so that has to be addressed i mean there's a huge deficit of learning and uh, and and capacity i'm not saying our teachers are incapable they are very bright people but they have not had a chance to develop their capacity Thank they have not been given the knowledge so Thank these are the areas we need to address then we need to lower lessen the burden of religious learning इतना बोझ है और इतनी ये डिवाइसिव फोर्स है जो कि बिल्कुल डिसरिगार्ड करती है हम लफ्सी तो कहते हैं कि रिलीजियस माइनॉरिटीज भी अपना पढ़े एथिक्स पढ़ लें कहाँ पढ़े उस्ताद नहीं होते स्कूलों में रखते नहीं उस्ताद पर फोर्स दे आर फोर्स टू रीड स्टडी अ रिलीजन विच इज नॉट देर ओन टीचर्स आर बायस्ड माइनॉरिटी रिलीजियस माइनॉरिटी चिल्ड्रन आर इंसल्टेड एंड ह्यूमिलियटेड इन द क्लास रूम दैट इज नो वे टू टीच द चाइल्ड 
to humiliate, to lower self-esteem, to, I mean, I'm, I ask you, these are questions which, are, which don't need to be asked. These are self-evident facts which are not addressed. These are the areas which, which uh, should be addressed. Then we need, uh, I mean, usse aage badhe, I know paise nahi hai humare paas, budget bhi kata hai aur education ka, school tute ho hai, gusil khane nahi hai. Agar aap chaate hai ke bachcha basic hygiene sikhe, to wo agar sabun paani nahi hai, gusil khana nahi hai, wo kaha se sikhe ga. So all this has to be factored in. Thik ji. And very good ji. Thank you. I think I'll stop here. Okay. Thank you very much, Neelam. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. I think wonderful things, but I'll now turn to the panel. Anybody who wants to speak from the panel, please raise your hands. I'll call on you now. Um, um, we've got Risham Najam, uh, director of the uh, grammar school system. Uh, Risham is also a young person, uh, just taken over the uh, grammar school uh, system. So Risham, can you please say what you want to say? The floor is yours, Risham. Well, let me start by saying I haven't taken over the grammar school system. <laughs> okay, Before sorry. I get into choice, some hot wrong words. choice of words, wrong choice of words. <laughs> um, but I'm very much involved with the grammar school system. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm going to talk from the point of view of someone who has studied and um, has a background in policy, but then went into uh, the uh, as a practitioner. Um, for the last five years, I've been working as a practitioner. And most of my responses are going to begin and end with the importance of teacher training. Because I feel that all of the points that have been made today, which I agree with wholeheartedly, um, you know, it's very difficult to do without teachers who have been trained. Um, you know, instead of doing things with a sense of urgency and just, you know, creating a policy and another policy and another policy, I think we really need to invest in implementation. Um, you know, we shouldn't be reactive. We need to kind of look at what is, uh, we need to go into the field and work backward. Um, you know, where students are fighting against the tide to get to school, to give up wages, um, go against gen uh, gender norms, if you have children who are getting negative reinforcement at school, they're going to think, is this worth fighting for? Um, so teacher training and pedagogy are a huge part of this. Are we going to train teachers? How? Uh, no, we, you know, we, we can't just teach content in a didactic way, but make it student-centered. Um, and engagement is a huge key to retention. So... You know, we, we talk, we, somebody touched upon informal education, and I think we can't talk about um, informal education in the region without talking about the BRAC model. Um, so for uh, BRAC, for those of you who, you know, are not aware, uh, is in Bangladesh, and it runs 50,000, it's an NGO, it runs 50,000 schools. It educates around 1.5 million children. So it's it's not uh, chump change. They're doing they're having a great impact. Um, and one of the models, I mean, one of their huge models that they're using is non-formal education because, like many government schools, Bangladesh has the issue of you know a rigid uh, government, uh, sorry, a rigid curriculum, and 
you know children are not able to to you know meet those goals um and so the purpose of this is what's to facilitate um a system which is inflexible and bring children into it so some of the schools are for children who've never attended school um somebody wrote in the comments that you know it's also important to uh, have informal education to bring back people who you know are adults and never made it through the system um so it's it's really for inclusivity and one of the fundamental points of brac was teacher training so these are they they used one room schoolhouses with about 30 children each they handed every child a slate um you know a couple of books and essentially they trained the teacher and what they trained the teacher in pedagogy child psychology how to use classroom materials and co-curricular activities because this leads to engagement and we cannot underestimate that you know in the younger years and younger years are the most important because as you lose children they can never enter the higher years you know um it's incredibly important to keep children engaged children learn even the most basic things like reading through co-curricular activities so this is just sort of my um uh, kind of uh addition to what has been said so far sure, sure. okay great thank you resham uh, let me bring in uh, dr neelam hussain also of the grammar school although i don't want to make it seem like a grammar school thing but dr neelam is also san grammar school she's also uh, one of the founders of grammar school and she's uh, been very influential set up a grammar school university as well neelam i'm going to push back a little i don't agree with this teacher training thing that rishima said in the days of khan academy why do we need teacher training in the days of internet i also don't agree with the uh, with neelam hussain the other neelam hussain why do we need to worry about language i know my friend abbas rashid is here too sugata mistra for example in india showed that language doesn't matter everybody and in fact somebody here also has done this study that everybody here even the uneducated people are using facebook so why are we worried about language and why are we worried about teacher training facebook is educating kids i know uneducated kids who are using facebook so neelam is also said what's your take um can you hear me ji i can dr neelam go ahead ji i wanted to talk um, more holistically i go agree ahead. with sharaz when because you know we are talking about curriculum here and design and whether the payback over the last 70 years has been sufficiently rewarding for pakistan and pakistanis ab jo bhi hamari practice rahi hai i feel very strongly that we are 20 years into the 21st century and we have not made any global connections whatsoever and i feel that it's very important that we begin to realize that time is running out for us and pragmatism is the need of we are which means in areas of education where we can make uh, a step forward they must be done immediately immediately and that means we do not standardize successful ed- educational enterprise and ideas because they act as a think tank 
alongside the public sector initiatives taken by the Ministry of Education. So what I'd like to say here is that um, in, this, in, this, in order to get a global 21st century connect, even if you say through the elite schools or through the think tanks or the good universities in Pakistan, we mustn't lose that footing. That footing will never come back. Let's first stay sure-footed on what we can do. And there are some things we are doing right, which are taking our students to the most prestigious centers of learning in the West on full scholarships, whether it is the Ivy Leagues, whether it is Oxbridge, it doesn't matter. On full scholarships and for a third world person to go on a full scholarship to a um, globally connected university in the 21st century is a compliment to the implementation by certain educators. Now, where we have not lost out is where we need to stand firm. Where we need to gear up is where we have lost out. And as Shanaz very uh, accurately said, there are multiple realities around them. One solution will not work for everything. It definitely will not. And for that, I would say that we have to be very creative in our problem solving. Some of the approaches that uh, Risham uh, said definitely apply to literacy programs, to initiating education in communities and must be followed. It's a beautiful example. However, I feel that if the national curriculum as designed by the um, Ministry of Education tends to lead towards, you see, uh, curriculums have philosophical leanings and this particular paradigm of indoctrination comes from idealism. And idealism is a philosophical leaning that is a little ancient in curriculum development. In the 21st century, for us to globally connect, we must, we must base our curriculum on pragmatism, realism, and also existentialism. Now you will say, where do you get it? It exists. It exists uh, in the research manuals. It exists on the data. Uh, curriculum is based on idealism, where the learner is a vessel and the teacher pours into the vessel whatever it wants it to learn. And if you take ide ideological uh, indoctrination or you take any other belief system, it calls for no response, it calls for an absolute nod. So when you begin to put too much idealism into a curriculum mode, the methodologies change. If you are using pragmatism, existentialism, and realism, it's exploratory. There's no curriculum. Concepts are given out, and the learner becomes the teacher. And how does the learner become the teacher? It could be a child in Balochistan learning in Balochi, it could be a child in the Punjab, learning in Punjabi or an English medium child. Why? Because they've been allowed to explore. And if you say there are not enough uh, trained people on board, how about television being used as a means of teaching children in the outreach? In the mother tongue with explore, exploration and central to the design of learning. And this is my idea. I do feel that we've lost out. And you know what I particularly feel? We've gained some ground by sending our students overseas. But what was very disappointing 
is that when uh, uh, analysis was done on um, uh, the best universities, the 500 best universities in the world, mm. sadly, our dear country did not uh, feature in that list. And that worries me hugely. Because when the base of the pyramid is warped, the top of the pyramid also wobbles. Thank you. Thank you, Neelam. I think at this point, I have to bring in Shahid Kardar, Vice Chancellor of Beacon House University. Shahid, you've just been told that our university system is failing, that we have no, um, uh, nobody in the, in the top 500, which is agreed, entirely agreed. It's a fact. So tell me, what are we doing? Why are we failing? And Shahid is an economist, so he needs to give me support. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, listen, okay. Well, I have a problem with much of the argument. Uh, I can see Shanaz is smiling. Uh, yeah. Okay. The real issue is uh, I hear a lot of people, a lot of them are referring to some of the elite schools, so I won't go into them. The real issue is what you highlighted in terms of the lower stratum of society, which is not going to get a fair deal in this system. Social mobility, and of course you talked about you know, uh, labor market problems and so on. Economic growth has also been an issue. But more importantly, mm. how do you give them mobility? And I plead, in this day and age, we are bloody lucky we are, that we live in an age where frankly none of these teachers, I repeat, none of these teachers, most of them in the public school system and perhaps also in the universities, frankly, are unemployable. The internet can provide me more knowledge than all of them can provide to me. So how do you give, and, and you very rightly said, that child, that man who's totally illiterate, the way he uses his Facebook, the way he uses WhatsApp, the way he uses that little instrument called the cell phone, frankly, we seem we need to understand that we need to give him an acceleration which is now possible thanks to technology, thanks to the internet, and thanks to the cost factor as well. Because I keep hearing this whole business of, uh, you know, we haven't spent enough money in the school. I'm glad we haven't. I mean, if that's the quality you're getting, I'm glad we haven't put in enough money into the schooling system. But to me, the pace of change in terms of knowledge, in terms of the instruments that are available, frankly, our institutions are totally out of sync. Everything that this, any government will touch in Pakistan, the state of Pakistan will touch, will turn to dust. And thanks to, so what would I do? For heaven's sake, what I would do, unfortunately for little kids, we probably have to have some kinds of physical attendance. I'm talking about only up to the primary level. But by that time, I would give them tablets, small little tablets, and install SIMs in them. It will be cheaper than what the government does in terms of giving them free textbooks. Mm -hmm. 
It will be far cheaper. Get them the tablet, and you will get far better education, particularly in disciplines where we don't have that quality to begin with. Language level, sciences level, you don't have the teachers who will ever be able to provide that quality. That tablet, which the prices have come down enormously globally, and you install sims in them, believe me, you will see a difference that none of us and. particularly these kids from less affluent backgrounds and i think all of us will agree are far far more street smart than our children and our grandchildren so give them that kind of exposure usko aaj ye de denge na he will he will leap from where they have been left behind par hum yahi baatein karte rahenge ji singa inko syllabus padha do fulan ko kara do aisa de kolon nahi hona you far better off using technology and as you said examples are all there on the academy a lot of people are also also converting them into urdu and as technology develops you and i both know all of us know angrezi mein bol raha hoga and the child will be listening to all that in urdu that's a fact of life the pace of change is such that please rely on these instruments आपने देख लिया ये रियासत जो है ये कुछ नहीं कर सकती वो जो स्टेट को चला रहे हैं एजुकेशन सिस्टम फार बेटर यूज दिस गेव टू दैम बिलीव मी दे I think you raised a very good point about street smart. I find that these kids are street smart, and we are trying to um, give them Wuthering Heights, as that clip said. That we are trying to teach them things that really don't mean anything to them, and they kind of turn away from that. I've got a couple of very interesting things. His exposure today, his exposure today. One had heard of garbage, garbage out. His exposure today is such that you take very high quality input in. and you producing garbage i'm talking about the public schooling let system. me bring in let me bring in beacon house here we've got nasir kasuri a director of beacon house nasir can you please tell us what does education mean for you and how are we using yes. the new paradigm the new technology in education and how do we address our issues not just beacon house you're an elite system how do we spread out education in the country please nasir your take yeah I actually wanted to uh, refer back to uh, one of the questions you asked before about uh, teacher training because I think it underlies a lot of the conversation we've been having. Um, you know, आपने पूछा था कि you know you you disagreed with Risham when she said that I think teacher training is the key, and you said that with um, you know um, with the technology that's available now in the internet um, and Khan Academy, why is it the key? I, I think that actually in some ways. underlies the key transformation that's required and how we actually view education um you know um, the internet there's a there's a wealth of information available on the internet anything i don't know right now i can pretty much google it um in in 2 seconds and i can have that information at my disposal i think it was one of the speakers before that spoke about knowledge development knowledge development is more about bringing disparate ideas together Uh, to develop new ideas now the thing is the internet can give you a lot of existing knowledge and information 
they can't necessarily train you to process that information in a meaningful way and produce new ideas and produce new knowledge. And that is essentially what is required in 21st century education. So in fact, the need for teacher training, I would say now, is even more than it was perhaps before. I mean, as educators in Beacon House, we know, for example, it's very easy to recruit teachers who are going to just, um, you know, go through a curriculum and tell students how something is. Um, to train teachers to engage with students and get them to collaborate and generate new knowledge and ideas, which the teacher might not have thought of themselves. That's a tremendous art, actually. That's very, very difficult. Um, that is one of the things that we, you know, in Beacon House struggle with in our teacher training programs and how do we move teachers away from didactic teaching to something where they actually, you know, encourage the, the student uh, to be creative and create new knowledge. And that requires a lot of teacher training. So I actually agree with Risham that if we're going to get meaningful education, we do need to invest in teacher training. I certainly believe that giving technology to students will open them up to a wealth of knowledge and information, and it should definitely be done. But in order to bring ourselves to the level that some of the leading uh, 21st century economies are operating at these days, we actually need teachers that can work with students and in fact, you know, go towards a flipped classroom model where classroom time is not spent uh, giving students information. It's spent in conversation, discussion, collaboration where the teacher is a facilitator and the students are encouraged to develop new knowledge. So in fact, the, the need for teacher training is, 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 is quite significant. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, in, in, in the 21st century, uh, you know, we're going through a tremendous, you know, paradigm shift. Um, AI, artificial intelligence and robotics uh, have become so advanced now uh, that, that even things like, you know, accounting and medical diagnosis uh, are being moved over to AI. Um, and, 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 you know, it's quite likely that in the next um, uh, 10 years, um, in fact, it's projected that in the next uh, 15 years, uh, more than half the jobs that exist today won't even exist. So it's, it's really, really important that we focus uh, on creativity, collaboration, um, and knowledge development, you know, skills and attributes that will help students um, really um, succeed in this, um, in this, in this um, uh, you know, 21st century um, uh, paradigm. Um, sorry, there's a, can, can I just, um, what? Now, sir, unmute yourself, unmute. Okay, Ji, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me now, Ji? Yeah, we can hear you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually in Dubai. I had a screaming baby in the background. <laughs> no problem. And I had to... I... <laughs> Go ahead. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Uh, I'm back in business now. Um, so I was talking about, uh, Ji, uh, creating an environment where students are in a position where they can develop new knowledge. Uh, because that's going to be necessary, Ji. Uh, anything we teach our students uh, to, uh, today may be obsolete in the future. It may be replaced by new information. 
unless we teach them to adapt and be creative and constantly evolve you know it's projected that in the future people will not have one career they may have multiple careers in life they most likely will unless they can develop new knowledge um they are going to become redundant very quickly and that is why teachers need to be retrained in order to educate in a different way in many ways the way students used to be educated before the industrial revolution um you know jab uh, you know it used to be a more informal system and there used to be more conversation so i think we need to go towards that i know just uh, one other thing i'd like to say i know that this is not the conversation about the national curriculum um and there's a lot more to say there but you know i think this um <clears throat> you know what's happening with the national curriculum um also i think relates to this question about what does education mean and uh, you know i think the government's intentions are very honorable but you know um the problem is that you know the, the you know a lot of times i'm on the national curriculum committee as well and it, i you know every time i hear them speak you know i keep the word that keeps coming to my mind is indoctrination you know um indoctrination and control you know we want kids to have you know you know a, a sort of a single uh vision of what pakistan should be we want to indoctrinate them into a certain belief system you know i believe that to be honest that is the com- complete antithesis of 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 what education should be i mean we have to ask ourselves is the purpose of education to liberate an individual or to control an individual and i think that needs to be asked by educationists all over the world increasingly in the west they're now answering that question by saying the role is to liberate um uh, individuals my fear is that in pakistan unless we um sort of refocus we understand what directions the world is moving towards in the 21st century and if we keep focusing on control and indoctrination and that becomes a fundamental part of what our curriculum is then we will lose out and whatever other grand aspirations we might have will fall flat because the basic intentions behind the curriculum will be wrong um and that's always been my 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 argument in the national curriculum committee um and uh, and and i fear it i fear that you know um, we will weed out creativity freedom of thought and we will in fact uh, you know have a retrogressive form of education which will not in fact prepare students for the 21st century and they'll become global losers so uh, what is education it's all about for me it's all about creativity it's about creation it's about coming up with new ideas it's about empathy because we live in an increasingly connected world we need to be able to tolerate and accept each other's views and get past those barriers and collaborate with each other each other to create new knowledge our teachers need to be trained to help students achieve this eventually very difficult uh, uh you know to to acquire this fairly complex skill set and 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 we need to recognize that once we do and once we make that our focus only then can we give meaningful education otherwise i agree with some of the other speakers and in fact aapne khud kaha tha ki if people are walking out of schools if all we're doing in our schools is giving them propaganda and indoctrinating them and not actually preparing them for the reality that they're going to face when they go into the workforce then it is pretty useless and i do agree with you that perhaps one can understand why they're walking out um so yeah that is um thank my you thank you nasser thank you very much very kind of you let me turn to the public sector 
uh, we don't have, unfortunately, public sector doesn't like to participate in these things, which is kind of sad, but we've got Ahmed um, uh, Radwana. Ahmed Radwana used to be a bureaucrat. Can I, can I just have one minute? Just one minute. I just wanted to touch base on this uh, business of teacher training. Okay, I, I go back to the public school teachers to begin with. Trouble here, most of them, and Sharaz knows this better than anyone I can think of, can't even pass the class five exam. I'm trying to understand what training The foundations actually are so weak. So that's the first. Second, when it even comes to the elite schools, I ask a very simple question. How many of them actually improve the quality of their, the way they deliver their lessons using free courses being delivered or provided on the internet? How many of them actually do this? I mean, I look at uh, teachers even at university level, not even using Coursera, which free, you know, lectures where you can actually improve your own offering. I'll just stop here. Good point. Ahmed how do you answer that? Should we close down public schools altogether? Should we send those teachers packing? And what grade do you have teachers in? Your teachers are all at 8, 9, 10, 11 grade. Are they fit to be teachers? Ahmed Rajwana, well, give us a take on the public system. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, well, it's a really fairly complicated question. Uh, when we talk about having these teachers and there is this criticism on teachers that the teachers are not uh, uh, well-trained and they do not have the capacity, well, I tend to disagree with that. Mm -hmm. We recently uh, experimented with uh, World Bank's Teach tool and we uh, measured uh, the teaching skills of about 225,000 teachers. Uh, that's 225,000, which is like about dialogue teachers come and engage here. And they're fairly okay, but they're not all at the at par with what they should be in the public, in the uh, in the private sector. But in the public sector, they're just doing fine. But if you want to system, then you where the world is going. I tend to agree with uh, Sir Kardar, what he's saying. That we system, we fix the system in a systematic way. It is necessary to change the whole system. If you public sector expenditure, 80% of the expenditure is HR. About 20% of the expenditure is free textbooks and other things. So what do you think about the quality of quality? जब आपने इतना बड़ा एक सिस्टम बनाया है जिसको आप सेंट्रली मेजर करते हैं या सेंट्रली देखते हैं जब तक वो आपके एक इंडिविजुअल इलाके के ऊपर एक एक बच्चे की नीड के हिसाब से जिस तरह से इन द स्टार्ट ऑफ द डिस्कशन देयर वाज दिस कन्वर्सेशन ऑन गोइंग टुवर्ड्स कि जहां पे इंडिविजुअल बच्चे के ऊपर आप फोकस करके काम कर रहे हो जब तक आप सिस्टम को नहीं लेके जाएंगे इट कांट वर्क बट whether if you say that the public sector should be statistics, about 55% of private sector has come debate that public good or private good is the ultimate end result. And lastly, the point I want to इसके ऊपर भी इन्वेस्टमेंट है और ये जो अभी कोर्सिया की बात कर रहे थे हम में से कितने पब्लिक सेक्टर में टीचर्स हैं जिनको हमने ट्रेन किया है 
अगर आप हमारा ट्रेनिंग का सिस्टम देखें तो वो इतना आउटडेटेड है और इतना पुराना है और वो इतना रिडिकुलस है उसको कोई ठीक करने की कोई कोशिश नहीं करता जो पीपल बिकॉज आपके सिस्टम के अंदर इनर्शिया इतना ज्यादा है कि जब भी आप कोई बात करते हैं यू टर्म डिकल इन यूर थ्रोन आउट ऑफ द सिस्टम तो सिस्टम को ठीक करना जो है वो एक वाइडर डिबेट की जरूरत है और जैसे अभी कसूरी साहब बात कर रहे थे आई रिमेंबर अबाउट फोर फाइव ईयर्स गो आई वॉज वर्किंग विद वर्ल्ड इकोनॉमिक फोरम और वहां पे फ्यूचर ऑफ जॉब्स के ऊपर एक पिछले पांच छह साल से काम हो रहा है तो आप लोगों को वो चीज पढ़ाएं या बच्चों को वो चीज सिखाएं जैसे इमोशनल इंटेलिजेंस है सो दैट आने वाले वक्तों में वो बच्चे जाके कहीं कोई काम कर सकें किसी जगह पर एडजस्ट कर सकें अगर आप सिर्फ इसी डिबेट में रहेंगे कि जी सिंगल नेशनल करिकुलम होना चाहिए या आप टीचर्स को ट्रेन कर दें आपको इसको देखना पड़ेगा पब्लिक सेक्टर के सिस्टम की कॉम्प्लिकेशन को कि वो किस कदर कॉम्प्लेक्स और उसका साइज इतना ज्यादा है कि आप उसको इकट्ठे एक गो में किसी एक सेंट्रलाइज्ड जगह से ठीक नहीं कर सकते सो इट्स वेलकम स्टेप टू हैव दिस कॉन्वर्सेशन गोइंग ऑन एटलीस्ट इन दिस वाइडर ऑडियंस ओके थैंक यू अच्छा देखिए जी आई आई थिंक आई एम वेरी कंफ्यूज्ड वी आई मीन आई आई एम नॉट फिगरिंग आउट व्हाट एजुकेशन इज व्हाट वी शुड डू we've gotten to administration ke teachers bhi hone chahiye ye bhi hona chahiye wo bhi hona chahiye but quite frankly i see when i talk to the poor kids which i did just recently for this webinar i talked to a few of the you know kids who are going to public schools and i looked at their curriculum and i looked at what they are doing they are carrying bags of book and they are rote learning but at the same time nobody is looking at the fact that they've got the street smarts the kid does go shopping for his parents the kid does do chores for his parents the kid does do some things around we are not leveraging that the kid is using facebook the kid is doing all those things we are not leveraging that there is a dichotomy between work experience and a school experience and that dichotomy i think is going all around and it's destroying their critical thinkings altogether so amreen um, gilani worked in the world bank she's on a panel on a round table amreen gilani has long experience in education amreen bibi will you answer that please um Yes. What are we so, doing wrong? Um, wrong. Go ahead, G. Go ahead, Amreen. Amreen, floor is yours. Unmute, Amreen. Um, unmute, please. Unmute. Yes. Go ahead. I'm unmuted. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, based on your question and the discussions that have been that have been going on on this uh, forum, I mean, mm-hmm. one needs to look at what the education paradigm really is. It's a broad area and it's an evolving area, obviously, with the way the world is changing, right? Mm-hmm. So, we we have to start from a certain point and then mm-hmm. sort of try to fix the system based on that. And that point is really the returns to education that we are mm-hmm. looking for. So mm-hmm. see, Neelam first talked about this single. Uh, the 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 focus has been that we want this single religious national identity, right? So mm-hmm. is I mean that's been a focus over the years. But what is the real focus? It should be actually uh, you know basic numeracy, literacy, then the critical mm-hmm. thinking, creativity skills that everyone's been speaking about, and most importantly, which I mean I'm looking more at the public sector and the low cost private school space because that's where most of the population goes, and that's where we need those kind of returns. And for those parents, the most important critical. Return 
one is actually jobs, remuneration, social mobility. So if that is what we want our education system to provide, we have to start with that and then align the system to it. Like, so we, what comes in education? There's governance. There's um, these days the uh, focus has been on enrollment and retention and improving quality. So within these three areas, everything that we've been talking about falls in. So in governance, how is it that public schools are sort of uh, reporting to the provincial level, to the district level? How is the funding flowing? We have to look at that. We have to fix that area. Then we have to look at en enrollment and retention. Why are people not putting there? Why are the poor people not putting kids in school and even if they do put them in school why are they not keeping them there because obviously there's no quality they don't see them even writing of like four lines understanding like doing reading comprehension or doing basic numeracy which i mean if they even saw those they would keep them in school because those have benefits and whatever even business you start or if you work somewhere right and um and in terms of quality, like the, this whole debate about using technology in education, teacher training, um, using like pedagogy, uh, all of that falls into that area. And you have to, I mean, you have to start from the point of what is it that you want from your education system? And because we've been very confused about our returns to education too, right? So we have to start from that and then align each of those areas. And I mean, focus really on the public school system, I mean, you cannot do away with the public school system. Look at like, for example, when this all the schools closed, you started this TV online uh, sort of education system. But most of the people, I mean, it's, I mean, these systems only work when it's interactive, when you have a tablet, when you can do an assessment in the end. I mean, they're not going to work if half, most of the population doesn't have access, right, to an interactive tablet. So you have to think about this before doing away with public schools completely before saying the teachers are useless. Yes, you have to change the system, but you cannot eliminate it altogether. Uh, look, let me correct myself. Amreen, you're absolutely right. Nobody's saying do it away tomorrow. But the question is, we have to entertain these thoughts. But here I'll bring yes, in somebody who I'm holding, who I'm holding in reserve, but we will not talk about that. Mahboob Mahmood, I don't want you to talk about technology today. We'll do it day after tomorrow or whenever. But I want you to bring in this, which we've discussed often enough. Experiential learning. For example, Mahboob uses bees and beekeeping as an educational tool. He uses... Uh, he's also developed a financial literacy program. As I said, uh, the kid who's going to do these chores, going shopping, etc., he has no financial literacy. Should he have financial literacy? Financial literacy does not figure in our curriculum or in our teaching at all. In fact, I know when I grew up, I had no financial literacy. So, Mahboob, can you just quickly talk about that? As I said, your main piece thing is next, um, in a few days, but just on those subjects, please. Um. You know, I think that um, uh, the Ottomans had a very good saying, uh, which they plastered on their schools, uh, which said that no bird will be taught how to swim and no fish will be taught how to fly. Um, I think it's well established in education that if you can hook into a child's prior learning, if you can build on what they know already, Children are not empty vessels. That idea is now gone. Uh, and children construct their worlds through, through meaning of, and knowledge of what they have previously. So the closer we are into the ground 
in terms of building an education system uh, that really looks at what is it that the kids know. If you're a farmer, you know how to, you grow up with the knowledge of weather, of plowing fields, if you then use math and you relate it to that, if you relate stories to that. So we have to kind of look at our ground realities and look at what is it that our kids are learning in a pre-literate world? And how can we hook into that experience? Because everyone's learning. So learning is taking place. Um, how do we hook into that learning and then transport kids upwards? So I think rather than creating curriculum top down, we should really be creating curriculum from the bottom up. Let's, do any, let's really look at how we can construct knowledge from the actual experiential base of our people. And if we can manage to do that, we can probably get effective learning. It will obviously be grounded in vernacular languages. It will be grounded in actual experience. And it will probably be much cheaper as well because you're, you're teaching from the ground up. So we need to start doing things very differently. Thank you. Thank you, Mabu. I think that's very correct. I think as we've talked about Mabu, for example, think about it. Why can't we have students learning how to grow things in their school patches or something? Why can't we have students doing things that mean something like they're going out shopping? Why can't they understand how to collect their change and things? But no, we have got them reading Wuthering Heights, as that clip said. Yeah. And you know, this issue of dropout, um, <laughs> I think Ali Filan did one study about five, six years ago. And certainly from my experience, what I've seen, people say the number one reason in Pakistan for kids dropping out is economics. Or number two reason is uh, girls shouldn't go, social factors shouldn't go to school after a certain age. But this Alifilan study, and certainly in my experience, what I found is the number one reason is the motivation of the child. If the child is not engaged, if the child is not doing well, they will drop out. So building confidence, it's more important to build confidence in a kid than to teach them any one particular thing. If they get confidence that they can learn, that step will take them further and further and some will get further along and some won't. We don't have to. We don't have to build rocket scientists with every kid. We have to take the general population level up, we, uh, education level up. We had a very, very, very primitive state of, uh, of education and knowledge in this country. So even if we can get from the very low base that we are to doubling our per capita income, we can do it with a reasonably uh, modest degree of overall attainments in terms of, of, uh, of education attainments, but do it in a uniform way so that people can read signs and can you know, know how to do plumbing and basic things and then the kids who are smarter can go further along. Very good point. Exactly. Anybody else wants to say anything from the panel or should I go to the floor? Round table, anybody? Okay. Thank you very much. I, I just want to um, say again that, you know, when we talk about education in Pakistan, education is not one single monolithic um, arrangement or system or experience. So uh, one has to recognize that the land is not a single monolithic system or experience. So one has to recognize that 
جو پبلک سیکٹر کا نظام ہے اس میں بھی بہت سارے علاقے ہیں جہاں پہ آپ چھوٹے چھوٹے بلوچستان کے گاؤں میں جو اسکول ہے اور جو پبلک سیکٹر اسکول لاہور کے اندر ہے یا ملتان میں ہے یا اسلام آباد میں ہے بڑے زبردست فیڈرل گورنمنٹ کے پبلک سیکٹر اسکولس ہیں ایک وہ بھی نظام ہے اور ایک کوئی چھوٹا کلی اور گوٹ اور دور دراز علاقے میں جو اسکول ہے وہ بھی ایک نظام ہے اسی طرح پرائیویٹ سیکٹر نجی اسکولوں میں بھی بہت مختلف قسم کے اسکولس ہیں مدرسے کا بھی نظام ہے بڑے بڑے گیرسن آرمی کنٹرولمنٹ اسکولس ہیں تو ایک کوئی ایک حقیقت نہیں ہے تعلیمی نظام کی پاکستان میں یہ ہمیں بار بار میرا تو خیال ہے میرے سامنے تو جو میرا تجربہ رہا ہے وہ یہ ہے کہ آپ جب کسی تعلیم کے بارے میں بات کرتے ہیں آئی اگری ود ایوری ون یس کریٹو لرننگ چائلڈ سینٹرڈ انکوائری اورینٹیڈ ٹیکنالوجی انیبلڈ آئی ٹی بھی لے کر آئیں سب کچھ کریں لیکن ہم نہیں کر پائیں پاکستان میں ہم نہیں کر پائیں کیونکہ حکومت کا جو نظام ہے جو سرکار کی کیپیسٹی ہے کسی چیز کو ڈلیور کرنے کے لیے وہ بہت محدود ہوتی جا رہی ہے اور ہو گئی ہے نیدر از دا ہیلتھ سسٹم ویل رن سیونٹی فائیو پرسینٹ آف پاکستان پاپولیشن ڈز ناٹ گو ٹو پبلک سیکٹر ہاسپٹل انکریزنگلی ہوئر کین افورڈ اٹ ان پاکستان از پوٹنگ دا چائلڈ ان پرائیویٹ سیکٹر اسکولس فورٹی فائیو پرسینٹ آف یور انرولمنٹس آر ان پرائیویٹ سیکٹر اسکولس the government no longer when you talk to them about what should this paradigm be i'm increasingly being convinced of the fact that the government cannot run and manage schools they should finance schools there are multiple ways in which school delivery is taking place zabardast dil ka model hai brac ka model rishim ne baat ki hai bangladesh ke ke bare mein hum sabko malum hai iska bahut kuch ki kis tarah wo kitna successful hai yahan pe citizens foundation ka model hai bahut sare models hain اسکول گورنمنٹ کو فائنانس کرنا چاہیے ان ماڈلس کو جہاں پہ افیکٹیو تعلیم دی جا رہی ہے میں مختصر بات کروں گی کیونکہ یہ بہت ایک گہری قسم کی اور بڑی دلچسپ گفتگو ہے تعلیم کے بارے میں بہت شکریہ میں زبردست ڈسکشن ہوا ہے اور ڈسکورس ہوا ہے آئی تھنک لاٹ آف میں ہے اور اپنے ماڈلس ہیں میں سمجھتی ہوں پائڈ جو ہے شوڈ ریئلی لانچ سیبرل ریسرچز لانگیچیوڈنل ریسرچز کیونکہ یہ ہماری بہت کمی ہے ایجوکیشنل ڈیولپمنٹ میں ریسرچز نہیں ہیں ہمارے یہاں یہ ضروری ہے بہت ضروری ہے سب آئیڈیاز کے اوپر میں یہاں پہ ایڈ کرنا چاہوں گی کہ ایکسپرینشیل لرننگ میں کہ یقین جانیے اتنا افسوس و دکھ ہوا جب اسکول کے اندر سے گائے اور بحث اور بکریاں اونٹ پالنے والے بچوں کو یہ کہہ کے بہت بھی لٹل کیا جاتا ہے کہ یہ کیا پڑھیں گے یہ تو چرواہے ہیں جب واپس دیکھتے ہیں تو بلوچستان میں یہ چرواہوں کی وجہ سے تھرٹی پرسینٹ ریونیو آتا ہے سارے یہ اونٹ اور بکریاں اور دمبوں کی وجہ سے مگر اس کی اس کی اس بچے کو ان لوگوں کو ریکگنیشن ہی نہیں ہے وہ ان سے آپ بات کریں تو دے فیل سو اپولوجیٹک اور کہتے ہیں کہ جی ہم تو دیکھیں ان پڑھ جاہل ہیں نا تو اس لیے ہم یہ کام کرتے ہیں تو ہم کس اکانومی کی بات کر رہے ہیں اکانومی میں تو ہیں یہ لوگ 
आपके पंजाब की का दूध जो है वी आर आई डोंट नो विश नंबर मिल्क प्रोड्यूसिंग कंट्री मगर वो दूध जो पालने वाला गाय पाल रहा है जो कर रहा है उसकी अपनी हैसियत क्या है हमारी तालीम जो है वो हैसियतें मुतन करती है ये जो है जब तक हम इसको एड्रेस नहीं करेंगे कि जो लोग इकोनॉमी में इतना बड़ा शेयर दे रहे हैं वो इस मेन स्ट्रीम एजुकेशन सिस्टम उनको एक्नोलेज एज अ डिग्निफाइड रिस्पेक्टेबल इंडिविजुअल या बच्चे नहीं समझता है और उनको एक्सक्लूजन में है हमारी बहुत बड़ी तादाद एक्सक्लूजन में है एक तो इस वजह से दूसरी जो है जो मैं यहाँ पे लाना चाहूंगी कि हमें अपनी एजुकेशन सिस्टम में जो हालात हमारे रहे हैं पिछले तीस सालों से चालीस सालों से उससे बहुत इंटरनल रूह की स्कारिंग हुई है रूह की स्कारिंग जब बच्चों ने अपने माँ बाप को मरते हुए देखा है कत्ल होते हुए देखा है बॉम्ब ब्लास्ट के अंदर हशर देखा है हम हमारे आप इन बच्चों से या इन टीचर्स से जो इससे गुजरे या पूरे लोग वो कैसे कर सकते हैं मीनिंगफुल इन्वायरमेंट पैदा कर सकते हैं लर्निंग की ये वाला हमारा हीलिंग का क्या प्लान है पूरा नेशन जो है एक बहुत बड़े दौर से गुजरा है और गुजर रहा है और कुछ खत्ते तो बहुत ही शिद्दत से गुजर रहे हैं हम उनके लिए क्या कर रहे हैं वही उन्हीं को तो पढ़ाना है उन्हीं की तो एजुकेशन है उन्हीं की तो बात कर रहे हैं मगर वो तो जख्म जख्म है अंदर से तो इसका हम क्या करें मैं तो इसके जाके स्टक हो जाती हूँ और समझ में नहीं आता कि इनसे क्या बात करें किस चीज की बात करें जब जब दिल से खून रिस रहे हैं तो आप क्या पढ़ाएंगे क्या करेंगे आप क्या कर सकते हैं फ्रेंकली enough diversity does not exist we need far more diversity there's far more uniformity than i that i see than diversity the uniformity is in everybody trying to do the same thing and not enough different kinds of paradigms in education and i worry about that a lot but let me come back i think neelam wanted to say something did you yes neelam i i wanted a to talk about bottom up education uh I'm sorry. I came thinking of something else. Why I didn't come into these paradigms initially? Mother tongue learning, जैसे एक साहब ने अभी पहले भी बात की कि you build on the child's existing knowledge, you build on the child's existing language. और वो नदीम आपने कहा कि language की क्या ज़रूरत है? अब तो I mean obviously it was a deliberate uh, mischievous question. कि when Facebook is there and so on and so forth, why do we need language skills? We need language skills to. I mean, फिर तो आप इमोजी पे भी गुजारा कर लेते हैं. But language is where we live. Language is what shapes us. So if we start with our own mother tongue, build a child, a school-going child has a vocabulary of कच्ची का बच्चा 200 लव्स की vocabulary लेके आता है, उसका culture, उसका तजुर्बा लेके आता है. उसपे build कीजिए, उसका confidence हो, and then diversity hai as you say but that diversity is uniform constant bit to uniformize it uh, 
through the language that, that that diversity opens up, the confidence opens up. And the other thing which uh, is a reason for school dropouts is the corporal punishment, the violence. Ek violence hota hai jab ke aap ek zaban musallat karte hain bachche pe and you denigrate his, his or her experience. The other is of actual physical violence to which our children are subjected and not just in the public sector schools. Humiliation is at multiple levels. It can be class-based humiliation in the more elite schools. brand name So those are the spaces that have to be cleared. And that is where teachers, not training, I hate the word training, teachers are not monkeys. Their capacity building and education has to be focused on. Fair enough. Teacher training is very important. Thank you. I, I Okay, fair enough. But uh, I think we've got another uh, exponent of the language school, Abbas Rashid. Abbas, what would you like to say, apart from the fact that we need language, whatever local language is? Uh, quite frankly, I'm in the opposing camp. We don't need to worry about language. But Abbas... Abbasab, unmute yourself. Go ahead. Uh, right. Go ahead. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. Thanks. Um, no, I just want to very briefly uh, endorse uh, the idea of, of a uh, experiential learning and building on what the child uh, brings from home, right? So, so the idea of uh, pre-literacy learning. I think the, that uh, that point was very well made, and of course, again endorsed by by Neelam just now. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's in that connection that one is suggesting that the mother tongue is important. And as far as I can tell, Nadim, you are in a very small uh, minority here. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, <laughs> you know, from the participants um, uh, and, and from the panel, that I think the importance of, of the mother tongue, of the first language of the child, that is part of what the child is carrying from home. It has to do with confidence. And I think, and I'd also like, uh, I think um, uh, the point that, uh, that you and Shahid were making is again, I think as we all know, um, I, I have a different uh, perspective on that. I think one can over-determine uh, the uh, the uh, the impact and usefulness of technology. I think it's extremely useful as a supplement. I don't think we can displace the teacher. Um, uh, it's not enough to have tabs. I think it's not enough to have laptops. You do mm -hmm. need uh, uh, someone mediating all that information. You you do need you need to help a child process that information into into what is useful and meaningful knowledge eventually. And you do need other skills. You do, you do need the, uh, the skills of collaboration, of leadership. Um, you do need uh, a teacher to, to encourage a child to, um, uh, to make them confident. So those things can't be done by, by a tab or by a laptop. And, and of course, then that brings us back to how do you, um, how do you and I think that's the point Neelam was making earlier about the need to, to have um, uh, uh, good teachers in those numbers. And that is a huge problem. Uh, Finland was mentioned, I just want to close there. Um, what we have to remember is that, that teaching is one of the top 
three professions in Finland. That's the kind of premium they place on teaching. They don't get, give everybody cell phones and tabs. They, will, they make sure that the best and the brightest go into teaching. It is one of the top three professions. So, you know, you may want to be uh, 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 somebody who uh, wants to join the corporate world, become a doctor or become a teacher. So it's that kind of, of the top level um, uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, in terms of, of uh, aspiration. Um, and that's, that's a whole different enterprise. Now we have to ask ourselves, how do we bring in all of those factors? Is it you know, uh, culture? Is it uh, um, uh, what teachers are paid? Is it how they are trained? Is it how they're educated? So I think it, it is it is hugely complex, but there is no there's no getting away from that. So you do. I just want to make the point about the language and the continued need for having really good teachers. Technology alone will not do it. Thank you. Thank you, Abbas. But let me turn to Dr. Neelam Azhar Dr. Hussain, please tell us. I still am not convinced that there is no need to change the education paradigm. We still need concrete schools. We still need classrooms. We still need students to come in and be taught what I or some adult thinks is important, negate their street smarts, negate their experience, life experience, and tell them that Wuthering Heights is more important than their life experience. How would you react to that? May I come well, in come on this? Sorry, sorry, sorry Neelam. 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 I mixed up the Neelams. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what I wanted to say was about the medium of instruction mm -hmm. and learning in the mother tongue. Mm -hmm. I tend to endorse what Nadeem has said, and I'll tell you why. Linguistic research shows that between the ages of three and six is the language, if the child is can acquire language, it's the age of the greatest language acquisition possible. So if you teach a three to six year old, three languages, they can process the syntax cognitively in their head. So when you delay foreign languages, it becomes very difficult to learn them. Now. Emotionally, I think our language is beautiful. I'm a Pakistani, I love Urdu. And I think the regional languages are beautiful too. But is Pakistan a first world country? Can it afford to disconnect from the developed world and from the global realities in the 21st century? If we are, then most certainly disconnect and be sentimental. Mm -hmm. I would not make a decision on that. But if you were to ask me, I have always taught students for the past 40, years to learn a foreign language well, because then it is too late. The begi brain begins to intercede. We are really products of the colonization and the British English we learned. It has been a huge advantage for me in research seminars, in, in education in the West. Knowing a second language and a global language is imperative. And why should class intercede on that? That's all I have to say. Good. Can I Very have good. a minute? May, may I come in on Can this? I have one minute? Okay, Abbas, yeah. go ahead. Just one minute. Now, I just want to clarify here that, uh, uh, Neelam, no one is for a second arguing that we don't need a second language. No one for a second is arguing that we should disconnect. Of course, we have to remain connected to the world. And it is imperative that we learn English. The only thing is the difference, Neelam, that you have to recognize between some of us and the many tens of millions 
who will never have the opportunity to learn English in the ears that you want them to. So the idea is only that they should develop their cognitive abilities in the language that they are most familiar with and of course go on to learn English. And I'm sorry, your research may be different uh, than the one that that, that, that I have gone through. Uh, so we can exchange notes there uh, and our well, references. But I strongly differ with the idea that if you learn English as a second language, then you will not learn it at all. And I think we have the Chinese example, the Korean example, any number of European examples. I'm sorry, but I cannot accept that. Thank you. Okay, maybe that's enough. your opinion, but I do feel that research does indicate this and a child can learn English as a subject earlier than later. Because early learning creates syntax structures in the brain. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. May I, may I come in on that, please? please, please go, ahead. go ahead. I Jeep. agree with Abbas, but I also agree with my namesake. And <laughs> The early years are the years of extreme learning in terms of language acquisition skills. And research this is something we have tried out with our trilingual qaeda at the public sector school level with the children of the Kachi class. We produce these illustrated books in three languages, English, Urdu, Punjabi, beginning with Punjabi. And the kids were orally speaking all three languages. They knew the words, they understood the concepts because the images were there to uh, help them. And then they were narrativizing, they were talking about it. They were writing uh, and acting out in little plays based on those three language acquisition. My point is, and I think Abbas's point is that if you start the early years with the mother tongue, it builds the confidence, enhances cognitive growth and opens, paves the way to language acquisition in other languages. You can learn Russian, French, Korean, whatever you want after that. But you need to be strong. You will not have the confidence or maybe even the uh, cognition, cognitive okay. skills to move from one language to the other. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Although I would argue slightly differently, but we'll take Nazim, Let's Can I make it a small? Eight second. Uh, can we take Dr. Qasir Abdullah Malik, a famous professor? Dr. Sab, please, Badaye. Or Professor Saab, I should say. Go ahead. Professor Saab, please. I think please speak in English. We've got some people who don't speak Urdu. Go ahead. Ironic. Professor Saab, go ahead. I had only only two small points. I'm not a professional educationist, uh, but I was very intrigued to listen to all the all the comments and all remarks. I only want to know that the government is very aggressively pursuing uniformity in syllabus. You, see, you know, and uh, Imran Khan is uh, is commonly saying that you know there should be one syllabus all over the country. You see, you know. And so how, how does that fit into all, all your ideas of uh, uh, diversity and all that, you see? And the second point I want to raise your attention to is uh, there are about millions of students, children who are still out of school. What are we going to do about that, you see? I mean, because, I mean, uh, I mean all our emphasis is in the urban area education, you see, you know? 
they they are major concern is for the rural areas you see where the school even if the school is there the the quality education is not uh, up to the mark you see you know so we have to concentrate on that you see and we have to educate the government i think shafkat mahmood is going to come we should ask him that what does he mean about the uniformity of syllabi you see you know and if they if they you know have something wrong once you see so it will be uh, distributed all over the country you see you know so so please have a very serious uh, consideration on on those counts you see thank you आफ्ताब Dr. Sahab, after Zara, can I just uh, posit three questions? Sure. Thank you. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Hanji, Zara. Zara, are you speaking? Yes, now I can. No, no, no. I'm, I'm here, and I have a few. I have a few comments. I've been following this discussion, and देखा जाए तो हम सब तो privileged लोग हैं. हम सब के बच्चे. Oh, okay. Uh, so basically, what I'm trying to say is that. uh we are we are all part of this elite whose kids uh, study in these speak for yourself zara speak for yourself okay <laughs> no no you included you're a bigger elite than i am i'm at least honest about it so okay, i just okay. want to reinforce that the education that we are providing our kids reinforces inequality it reinforces inequality through the medium of instruction are if you go ahead go out and we don't have any any parents here any low income parents but if you survey these low income parents they want english medium education for their kids and you you talked about voting with our feet so these parents send their kids to so to in so called english medium low income private schools that's why you see a mushroom growth of these schools now we we need to figure out how to not only talk about the public sector but how these how to make these private low income schools effective is this trilingual uh, curriculum a good idea or should we just eliminate urdu out of it and just stick to the vernacular and english because urdu was part of a nation building project which i don't know how relevant is it, it is uh, it's up to the panel to decide but i think we we need to call a spade a spade Speaker. and great okay thank you zara tahir dinsa very quickly tahir dinsa are you there nadeem one tahir is not talking or after please give me four questions yeah, yeah, thank I, you absolutely i've got you i've got you in my mind I'm can you can you hear me go ahead tahir quickly yeah actually much of what i want to say is already been said by dr neelam hasan but very quickly i would share an experience in medical terminology you don't call this collar bone a collar bone you call it clavicle and the thigh bone is called femur and when it comes to the uh, not anatomy but physiology there are verbs as well 
and when you know all the verbs you know the nomenclature you become doctor learning any discipline is a learning a language so my point is that in first few years only the languages and the arithmetic which is also language should be taught and the personal experiences my personal experiences i have taught for many years in universities production and journalism and all those things not education but when i was working with stpi there was a chapter pakistan chapter had to be written on reorienting education for sustainable development and nobody was available to write that pakistan chapter and springer was a good publisher so i uh, took the task and just because of the language which i had learned during my primary school in convent school early i could complete that research and write a chapter and they just publish it and i learned all the things related to the education i interviewed wakil ahmed khan for madrasas and all and all so many other things and i actually i remember i had a telephonic conversation with dr shanaz wazirli as as well on that as well to get few points of that so i think it, the basic thing is that we should have very good education two three four languages your mother tongue urdu english in the first few and arithmetics and uh, that's all thank you okay thank you amir durani but please don't focus on the language issue i think language issue we beaten to death Oh, absolutely I, not absolutely not thanks nadeem so i am also going to pose three or four questions and i think that i just want to acknowledge and as seeing you after a long time uh, zulfikar hi how are you doing amreen thank you very much to actually see you e meet you four questions so i think the the core questions are first um, sort of session should answer is how to make education interesting this is question relating to children to school right the second one is who should provide it i mean should it be devolved ready to the taluka or the uc my current 5 year travels around pakistan tell me that education should be a personal thing around the union councils etc but let me ask the third question we should address the question who should pay for it because that really matters uh, how we turn education around the fourth question is should the madrasa model be replicated i was just talking to rajwana on whatsapp and you know he always sends me mangoes so i have and he loves poetry we write to each other so i think the important question we both agreed on but rajwana i didn't get mangoes this at all okay <laughs> well you have to be a poet nadeem you haven't still started writing poetry uh the last thing is the question around syllabus and i hugely disagree with all the big minds is that the syllabus is about a national narrative a traditional narrative or a religious narrative so my so i just really want these questions to come into the discussion because i think these are fundamental questions sometimes you have to look at the causality rather than the symptoms thank you nadeem okay great okay folks anybody from the panel want to say anything or should i we leave it for tomorrow go ahead anybody wants to say anything just tell me um, can i say up. something ji please absolutely thank you um i think that um, we've been talking a lot about uh, when you talk about should ed education be interesting uh, you know it's about the local context like neelam said it's about the environment that the child lives in that's what makes the education process this for a child interesting i i really do believe in it um, that you localize education as much as possible possible in fact in every way possible ताकि जो वो बच्चा अपनी क्लास में जिस चीज के बारे में बात करता है वो अपनी एनवायरनमेंट में उसको देख सकता है उसके साथ इंटरेक्ट कर सकता है उसको समझ आती है चाहे वो मौसम है जोग्राफी है पानी है इश्यूज हैं 
ताल्लुकात हैं सोशल पैटर्न हैं जो कुछ भी है तो यस मेक मेक एजुकेशन इंटरेस्टिंग मेक इट रेलिवेंट मेक इट क्लोज टू इट टू दूडेंट द कॉन्टेक्सट मैटर्स द कॉन्टेक्स मैटर्स एवरी टाइम दस वन second question who should finance education primarily it is the function of the state i really believe in it strongly ye riyasat ki zimmedari hai ki un tabqon ke liye khaas taur par jo apni education ka cost bardasht nahi kar sakte kyunki jis tarah is waqt hukumat ke school chal rahe hain usme attrition rate hai drop out hai usme wo taleem nahi di ja rahi wo relevance nahi hai wo parents think the same and the child thinks the same that it is of no great use going to a school which is basically a non functional school so finance it but finance multiple models localize it district education authority banaye union councils ko involve kare parents ko involve kare ye bahut zaruri hai ye ye jo concept hai na ki government ko khud hi deliver karna hai ye na ye abhi tak pakistan mein kamyab nahi hua bahut sare idare hain local level par jo ki deliver kar sakte hain abhi public private partnerships aa rahi hain बहुत सारी अरेंजमेंट्स इस वक्त पाकिस्तान में मौजूद हैं जहां पे आप देखते हैं कि स्कूल्स आर डिलीवरिंग इन द लोकल कॉन्टेक्स्ट फॉर द लो इनकम ग्रुप्स मोर इफेक्टिवली देन जस्ट पब्लिक सेक्टर स्कूल्स ओके थैंक यू वेरी मच अनास थैंक यू एनीबॉडी एल्स वांट्स टू से एनी लास्ट वर्ड्स प्लीज गो अहेड कुरतलान नीलम बोथ नीलम्स एनीबॉडी एल्स प्लीज आई डोंट वांट टू एक्सक्लूड एनीबॉडी अदरवाइज वी विल कैरी इट फॉर जी जी कैन आई से समथिंग सबसे पहले तो बहुत शुक्रिया डॉक्टर साहब बहुत शुक्रिया सबका बट आई वुड वंस अगेन से एनी अभी तो कल होना अभी शुक्रिया ना कहें आपने कल परसों में श्योर एक्सपीरियंशियल लर्निंग जो है मुझे वो बहुत ही ज्यादा शनाज के भी कॉन्टेक्स्ट में जमीनी हकाइक से करीब लगती है और वो ग्रेजुअल है और वो उसके ऊपर बिल्ड किया जा सकता है और हमारा जो वादी है वो एक्सपीरियंशियल लर्निंग से ज्यादा तेजी से अडेप्ट करेगी और उसके अंदर आप आईटी और इंटरनेट और ये जो हमने बात की है वो सब हम ऐड कर सकते हैं मैंने खुद देखा है कि जब शेपर्स के साथ काम किया हमारे फेलोज हैं शेपर्स तो वो जब उनको हमने ऑस्ट्रेलिया में शीप रेजिंग का हमने उनको दिखाया अपने इसके ऊपर मोबाइल पे दे लाइक स्टक और वो और मालूम करना चाहते थे वो और चाहते थे उसको समझना तो ये ये कनेक्शन जो मैंने कहा था कोशिश की थी कहने की कि ये एक फर्द और यूनिवर्स के दरमियान यूनिवर्स में मैं यहाँ ये बात क्लियर करना चाहती हूँ कि एक बच्चे का जो यूनिवर्स है वो उसका अपना घर है उसकी जहाँ वो पैदा हुआ है बीच बढ़ता है जब वो उसका स्कूल उसका यूनिवर्स होता है या उसकी लर्निंग स्पेस की यूनिवर्स होता है उसी कम्युनिटी उसकी यूनिवर्स होती है और उसी तरह से उसका मुल्क उसका डिस्ट्रिक्ट उसका उसका पूरा समाज और फिर इस तरह से ग्लोबल रियालिटी उसकी यूनिवर्स बनती है इसके लिए हमें बतदरीज एक लाइफ लॉन्ग लर्निंग मगर उसका जो बेसिस हो वो एक्सप्रेंशियल हो हमारा अभी जो समाज है पूरा मैं मेजोरिटी की बात कर रही हूँ मैं थोड़े से अर्बन सेंटर्स की बात नहीं कर रही हूँ उनको भी बहुत चाहिए है अपने अपने असल पाकिस्तान के रियलिस्टी से जोड़ना जो अर्बन सेंटर्स में हमारे स्कूल्स हैं जो भी कुछ है अच्छे स्कूल हैं अच्छा काम कर रहे हैं मगर वो कितना पाकिस्तान को पाकिस्तान की रियालिटी को जानते हैं ये ये बहुत बड़ी एक नॉलेज बेस है जो वो मिस कर रहे हैं 
क्योंकि ये बच्चे जो इन स्कूलों में ये बहुत बड़ा कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट कर रहे करेंगे आगे जाके मगर बगैर पाकिस्तान और पाकिस्तान के रियलिटी को जाने में आप कैसे कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट करेंगे तो ये जो गैप है इसको भी हमें देखना होगा और इसको बहुत ही और दोनों के दरमियान एक्सपेरियंशियल लर्निंग इज अ वेरी ब्यूटिफुल कॉन्सेप्ट बहुत खूबसूरत है ये और मैं बस इसे ये थोड़ा सा क्लेरिफाई करना चाहती थी thank you very much folks thank you i think we had a great discussion we leave it for tomorrow tomorrow we going to discuss the role of the government in education which is an important subject there we'll talk about many things including government schools etc today i think what we've learned about education at least what i can see i can sum it up in this way we've had as many fun programs last in the last 70 years as we've had education policies so we are confused not only in macroeconomics but also in education we keep making policies and quite frankly we heard a lot of people who make these policies but we are kind of i still not very clear what we are trying to do in education we talk we made a lot of good noises about experiential about critical analysis about investigative education about curiosity about creativity but our system does not entertain that at all we've got a system that's very uniform there is some diversity but largely it's uniform largely it's school based largely it's teacher based largely it's concrete based and i think we really need to break out of this paradigm the world is changing and everybody's talked about the world changing but i don't see a paradigm shifting which is why we held this seminar and we we'll hope hold four more and we'll inshallah come back to this theme because i think we need to reopen this whole paradigm of education and try and get to a stable system of education rather than searching policy after policy after policy and not being able to come to a conclusion what education is so that's where i'll leave it for the moment i'll hope i'll see you tomorrow there's a lot of need to discuss what the role of the government is what the government should be doing because right now we've had a government led system should it be a government led system 55% of the private sector has come in but i'll have you know that we invited the tcf we invited all those people but unfortunately people also don't want to participate in discussions um how do we have a system education system when the educated themselves don't want to debate and discuss so i leave you with that thought thank you all the best it's all right to try and educate somebody else's child but i'll also leave you with this thought which my friend jerry rao in india asked once is your school studying in is your child studying in the same school that you are prescribing for others thank you all the best folks see you tomorrow at 7 hopefully bye bye thank you